This is Brian Hill, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Wednesday, so we're going to talk some comics. All week, we're celebrating Cinco de Mayo. It's a really big holiday. It's a lot of fun, a lot of history to it. And... As such, you know, we're having some really cool guests on the show. Today's no different. Today we have Paul. Gory, Paul, how are you doing, sir? Good. How about you? Doing good, man. So, listen, long-time listeners, you know, Paul's been on the show before, uh, hyping up Lubicon earlier this year. Paul and I did an awesome book together, um, doing an awesome book together, I guess. We, we already did one issue. We got another one coming out. And yeah. I'm, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, for coming on, man. I love having no you. No worries. Here. Thank you for having me. So, uh, I wanted to look and talk a little bit about some like Latin Hispanic comic book characters. Um, and when I was doing research for this, I found something before we like get to talking characters. Uh, something kind of stood out to me that I wanted to ask you about uh, if you had an opinion on. I noticed a lot of like pre nineteen eighty six ish characters they all have uh l in their name they're not just like spider-man it's like l spider-man or you know they i guess to really hit home that they weren't english characters but you know more recently you get characters like well spider-man and spider-man 2099 miss america blue beetle stuff like that but uh i i don't know i i i thought that was kind of strange that they went out of their way, you know, to say, hey, no, this isn't even, it's not just Toro, it's El Toro. Well, I mean, to be honest, I I have a very strong opinion of the way that the Latin culture is portrayed and viewed in the States, but I think it's, from my understanding, I think it's just a way to separate the groups of people, to be honest with you. So not only just the characters, but as well as readership, to be honest, I just think that's just the way it works. Yeah. Not just in the States. It works that way everywhere. Yeah. So this isn't just a state thing. Yeah. You know? that, I mean, that, that totally makes sense, you know, and that's why I think it's cool now. Like with those characters, like Blue Beetle and Spider-Man, it's just like, no, this is yeah. just, it's more, uh, integrated i mean i guess that's the best way to say it is like you say spider-man and people are you talking peter parker miles morales or blue beetle are you talking ted cord jaime reyes ghost rider you know there's a lot when i i remember reading spider-man 2099 in the 90s right like late 90s um no it was actually yeah like mid late 90s Yeah, mid late 90s yeah yeah i remember when i read that book I think was his name Miguel O'Hare. Yeah, it, yeah, I think that was. That name. was my favorite Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Just in general, like even to this day, it was it stood out to me because I remember reading it and like they really emphasized the fact that he was of Latin descent and you know Irish descent. Like I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, especially for me because my family is. From you know, I have Latin blood in me, and I also have European blood. 
you know, at that time I didn't know I had Irish blood. Now I do, but it, it was just, it, for me, that was everything that paved the way for, I think a lot of stuff that people don't realize because that whole 2099 thing, thing was not, they, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but they really meshed a lot of different cultures in it. I don't know if anybody caught that. Yeah. It was, um, you know, almost everybody was like half this and half that. Yeah. And I, it kind of gave me a, one of those kind of like Star Trek. I was like, oh no, the future, you know, things have kind of mellowed out. And yeah. even though, yeah, you have Dr. Doom still doing stuff. It's like as a whole culture kind of came together and, you know, right. that, that whole promising future, you know, like give you hope. Uh, which I, I think that's one reason that the 2099 yeah. did so well and resonated. It was so fun, though. It was oh, actually yeah. a fun. I thought those those books were dope. And the the you know? character designs were real cool too. Like yeah, Spider Man no, that had even, like the tattered cape and dude, Spider Man was tight. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. That was a dope. That's probably my favorite costume. Yeah, and see, I, I read the X Men one. Uh, yeah, didn't Ron Lim do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was, I, they brought them all back a while ago, but I hadn't read uh, any of the new they, stuff. I think they're really focusing a lot on the 2099 Spider-Man right now, it seems like. Yeah, I, yeah, I know he's like popped up in the mainstream Spider-Man book a couple of times recently. Dude. So I need to. I, I hope they make a movie about that, dude. Well, you know, he was in the uh, the very end. I, end, and so I like, thought that was so good. I've ever seen that, and my kid, like, that was the moment where my kid saw me, like, get nerded out. I was like, oh, my God! Look at that! I was like, you don't know! (laughs) We got books to read when we get home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but talking about the X-Men, so, you know, when they came out with the all-new, all-different X-Men, which was, like, Storm and Colossus and Banshee, Nightcrawler, all of those, there was supposed to be this worldwide team, but there wasn't anybody of like Latin or Hispanic descent. But then when they did the new mutants a few years later, you had uh, Richter sunspot, you know, you had, I I feel like Marvel or at least Chris Claremont was like, Oh, Hey, if we're really going to have a worldwide reflection, we need to bring this up. And so that's why uh, in, in Marvel, you know, for the longest time, that was about all you had were the, the new mutants and stuff representing uh, yeah i'm but, trying to think i don't i don't think at least in x-men i don't remember there being a lot of latino characters yeah even now i do remember sunspot one. yeah sunspot was pretty dope and then uh like feral from the new Mut- i mean she showed up later on in the new mutants but she was she was and then like I said richter was, richter was cool. yeah i always liked him I think it's I, liked him I always liked him and Shatterstar way back, you know, in the 90s and stuff. And then now they're a couple together. And I was like, oh, I guess I was just kind of ahead of the Really? Yeah. I had no clue. But yeah. I'm so out of the loop with X-Men and Marvel Comics right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had time to read anything recent. Uh, but I do remember hearing about through like rumors there was something going on. But I... It is what it is, but that's pretty interesting. Shatterstar was one of my least favorite characters. He was very '90s, like he was. I loved Longshot, though. Oh yeah, well, I think that's why I like 
Shatterstar because you know there's always like is he Longshot's kid is he not I think yeah. that's the whole reason I, I liked him is that Longshot connection um, yeah no I, I liked I liked I did like the thing one thing I liked about Shatterstar was that I liked that they were bringing more from that particular uh, world mm-hmm. into the mix um because I love Spiral. I just, you remember Spiral with all the the chick with all the yeah. Art? Spiral was dope. Spiral was dope. Um, I just remember thinking to myself, well, I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't want to talk bad about anybody. I just didn't have a good experience with that particular creator in at that age. So for me, it was kind of like, uh, yeah. Oh, but it is what it is. There's a so Tim Seeley. Who's really awesome? He wrote. He started off as an artist, but now now he's a writer. He did um, he did the Injustice He Man crossover. Um, he did a really good run on Grayson, but he did a little six issue miniseries last year, year before about Shatterstar. That, really? Yeah, he's like a a landlord. He has this little building, and uh, he only like rents out to people who are from you know, different worlds and the multiverse and stuff, you know, it kind of helps them have a home and, you know, and it was, it was actually really good. It was kind of cool because. Did they get rid of that stupid bun on his head? What's that? Did they get rid of that like head guard? Um, they kind of adapted it. Yeah. He's, he, Oh my Lord. He looks. What was the purpose of that? If he like, I always wondered that. What was the purpose of that? It looked like, like an original, 1930s football helmet yeah it looked like they designed that thinking that he was going to be like walking into walls all the time or something like i was like this is this is not aesthetically pleasing to my eyes yeah he doesn't really wear it anymore (laughs) good (laughs) then i'm fine with it then i'm then then he's fine with me now yeah just we're good yeah they got rid of the shoulder pads and stuff now he kind of wears just like a like a white shirt. I mean, he just kind of chills and uh, yeah, it's that's funny. I'll yeah, check it out. Richter was always cool. I liked him. Um, what do you, so talking legacy characters, you know, we talked Spider-Man 29, but like right now, Spider-Man is uh, of, of Hispanic descent. Ghost Rider is um, white tight. Well, white tiger, Actually, White Tiger was Marvel's first char- uh, Puerto Rican character, and kind of White stuff. Tiger. I never really um, oh, disappeared. White Tiger. I never really. Uh, I didn't know much about her. See the first White Tiger. There's um, a Daredevil story where, and this was during the um, Bendis Maliv time where he's accused of something and like gets on trial and then he dies. And then that's when the girl who is his like niece or something gets the power ambulance and takes over. Oh, yeah. uh, but again, I really, I'm a nerd. So I read all of these. Uh, I'm looking up right now. I'm curious to see if there's any characters that I might've like um, overseen. Like maybe there's characters that we sunspots on there. Yeah, and like the current Miss America is. Um, so I think it's kind of cool that, you know, they're finally giving these 
characters or Marvel anyway, let me rephrase that. Marvel is giving characters of, of you know different backgrounds and stuff kind of the the limelight. Um I mean it's it's good way past due, but yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's for I mean I'm not by any way means like one of those Latino people. I mean, I'm I'm American. I was born, you know, and raised in America. But so for me, I, the Latino culture is something that I've experienced through my my life because of my parents. Um, I never, I've never been the kind of person that of Latino culture that has been like, oh, Latinos this and Latinos that. I just consider everybody the same, but I do agree that I think that, especially right now with the way things are, um, before all of this uh, virus going on, um, I feel like the way that the our country in particular has been kind of going in this direction that people are starting to realize that all cultures matter not mm-hmm. just minorities, not just Caucasians. It's, every culture matters. Um, and I think that the Latino culture, not just because I am Latino, but there's so many that um, it's a beautiful culture. It's interesting. So it, if you want to add these elements into these comic book universes, um you have actually a, a wide variety of cultures to deal with, not just, you know, Mexican or Puerto Rican or uh, Guatemalan. You have, you know, like mine, Argentinian, you have uh, Brazilian, you have, you know, Spain and Europe. I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, Portugal. I mean, it's a lot. And it's a, and you can come up with really cool ideas. So. Nice. Well, I uh, I can't top that. So I think that's a a good note to end on. You know, there's a lot of great characters out there for people to check out. Um, you know, it's I didn't know real quick that Kyle Rayner. I didn't know he was half Mexican. Neither did I. I was looking at this list right now. I'm going. I've never knew any of these. Yeah, like Jessica Cruz. I know. You know, the one of the current Green Lanterns. I know yeah. she is, but. Yeah, I saw that about It's Kyle a pretty Rayner. big list. Did you look it up too? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I have a bunch yeah. of books pulled up here. <laughs> I'm looking, I mean I gotta log back on, but I mean some of these characters even look familiar from when I was younger. Yeah. I just never I mean, I think that it's kind of like one of those things you don't really as comic book readers, I don't think anybody cares. I really don't think we do. I think for the for the most part, comic book culture is more openings and you know there are some who i won't i won't name but for the most part yeah they're more open or not not even open just like yeah that's how it is okay like just i want to think about it think about it yeah sunspot right then you have sunfire of you know what japanese you have uh silver samurai you have uh wolverines canadian you have uh colossus the x-men is the best example that you could have come up with and that's funny because i was talking about that with um somebody the other day i I was watching um 
I was talking to my wife about it. We were watching the I'm I'm gonna try to be cool about this because I know there's a lot of people that love these movies. Um Dark Phoenix movie? Yeah, I, we were watching that and we were not even three minutes in and I was already pissed off. And my wife's like, I don't understand why this is so annoying for him. Like, you don't get it. Like this world of mutants is something that I like. That was one of the first fantastic four and X-Men are the first two books I read. Mm -hmm. So for me, those are the two go-to Marvel books. They'll always have in my head, like story-wise. So for me, it was like, I just don't feel like in those movies, they've ever really hit the mark with X-Men story-wise. Like the dramatic things that they do in those movies is so not relevant to what the book even to this day, I would think they still have that main topic of, I mean, it's not really racism, but it it's that prejudice mm-hmm. against them. And I felt like those movies really missed that mark. Yeah. They focused a lot on the wrong things. And I feel like that is why the stories for me aren't, are never good enough. Right. Um, but I was telling her like, that's X-Men were created for that purpose and that purpose alone was to deal with what was going on in our country at that time with the huge amount of racism towards you know um people of color and that's basically what mutants represented yeah you know like that whole that whole subdivision that we had you know in in our country you know, mutants were treated in the same exact way. And I felt like it was a strong message. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to incorporate all, like you said, all nationalities, all cultures, I feel like Marvel can do it and they have a huge spectrum of characters to do it with, especially with mutants and Avengers. Uh, to me, Avengers would work so much better if you had different nationalities in it in my opinion yeah same thing with they just finally got in the book i know i know you're not caught up but in jason aaron's uh avengers that's going on right now he has like black panthers running it yeah um the robbie reyes the new ghost rider he's part of it blade that's part of it i mean you still have thor and captain iron man um captain marvel's there so i mean it's a pretty all over the place cat. that's how it should be i've i've always kind of looked at avengers and i didn't grow up reading avengers i started reading avengers later mm-hmm. but in my head it was a lot like uh justice league like you should have rep i guess in a way representation of every country in some way shape or form mm-hmm. black panther was always that like door for me yeah and I love Black Panther. I don't know anybody that doesn't like Black Panther. To be honest, he's a dope character. Yeah. Oh, even going back to like the the Lee and Kirby, like when he first yeah. started in Fantastic Four and stuff, he was awesome. Yeah. When I would read those old uh, Bryn, uh, John Bryn, um, Fantastic Four, his run, anytime you saw T'Challa pop up. I was like, you, dude, this is going to be a good issue. Yeah, you just knew you were like, like, you just all knew right. It. Yeah, you're like, here we go. Nice. So cool. So. 
Well, Paul, thank you so much for being on the show. It was thank you for fun. having me. Um, yeah, it's it's good. Like I said earlier, it's good to see your pretty face. I miss it. Oh, uh, y'all can't so- see, but I'm like stroking the the screen right now. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna keep um, it clean. Yeah, if you want to check out some of Paul's awesome artwork, I have it hanging all in my house, but you can uh, find him on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Gory. You can find me um, on Instagram, Gory's underscore art. And then on Facebook, you can find me. Um, oh, wow. That's a good one. Just type me in. You'll find me. <laughs> Yeah, you I don't know that one by heart. <laughs> nice. There's not a lot of Paul Gorys out there. There's only one in my heart. Oh. Let us I know what some of I your favorite. to go out there and eat your brit. <laughs> oh. oh. Your brisket. Yeah, soon, soon. Uh, right. Let us know what some of your favorite characters are. You can let us know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. YouTube, TikTok, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. Love to talk to you. Or you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Cinco de Mayo.